Welcome to Rice is Rice, a podcast about the British East Asian experience where we talk about all things Asian and not. I'm Connor. I'm Jem. I'm Akina. And the older I get, I feel like I am ticking the boxes on like Asian things that I'm doing. I think the older I get, now I'm drinking more tea as in just like tikumyam, jasmine, green teas. Um, I'm cooking a lot more Asian food. I'm thinking in ways that are much less typically Western, whereas when I was much younger, I think I did think a lot in in Western values. And it reminded me of, um, have you seen Ali Wong's, any of Ali Wong's Netflix specials? Yes, I'm obsessed with her. She makes a joke where she says that she thinks her and her husband are like, Asian people really trying to be Asian people. Do you remember that joke? I can't. <laughs> was that the first one? I think it was the first one. Do you remember that joke? Yeah. Um, and it just made me think of that. Like, am I, am I like really feeling my Asian identity, and am I trying to like heighten it in a way? Um, I know for sure I've done that. But yeah. We generally, all we wanted to do was fit in. And fitting in meant being as Western as can be. Yeah, I guess especially um, where we were living. Where exactly. It was and then British white people. It's all never... white people. Like, And I think now where you're at, and especially since you're really well read, and also the fact that even like having like an Asian boyfriend, I think naturally you can be more oh, yourself and more open to your culture. Oh, really? <laughs> Shit. I did the opposite um, so when I was younger. you can share that though. together. You did you know? the opposite. Yeah. You tried to be really Asian. I really, really tried to compensate. And one time I brought in chopsticks in school and I bought pizza and I tried to eat pizza with chopsticks. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Because I really wanted to be a, like... Well, I think I'm doing that now. I bring in chopsticks Asian. to work and I, I bring in my like very Asian dish um, and I'm like sitting there with my chopsticks and I, and I love it. I'm like, I'm so Asian. Mm. <laughs> But um, I don't really eat with chopsticks. But Filipinos don't. Filipinos don't eat no. with chopsticks. So yeah, I could go to work and eat with my hands, but I feel like that's pushing it really far. <laughs> <laughs> Today we're serving rice with a side of freedom of speech. America. Yes, yeah. And this was your um, idea. Do you want to say what triggered you to want to talk about this? I was on my Instagram and I saw this animation come up. Um, it was shared to me from a friend. Um, and in this animation, basically it was just r completely racist. It was just horrible and it gave me goosebumps. And I'm not sure if any of the you guys who are listening have seen it. It basically displays... Um, an overly sexualized Asian woman making out with a bat at one point in a bikini and holding up the flesh of some animals. With um, like the coronavirus shape yeah. as her um, bra. When I was on Instagram this morning, I saw um, an account on Instagram called Neck Shark, which calls out a lot of Asian, -American Asian racism. Yeah, Asian American news, um, and it came up there, and it turns out the guy who did the animation released a tweet to like kind of comment on everyone attacking mm -hmm. 
um, and he shared a quote from an Asian man. I don't know who this is. You might know who this is, but the quote was, freedom of expression is the foundation of human rights, the source of humanity and the mother of truth. If, if you guys want a visual reference, though, if people listening of what this cartoon animation looks like, just imagine like those propaganda posters of um, mm -hmm. Japanese like soldiers in World War Two, mm -hmm. or like Chinese people in, like the early 1900s, just moving like a Looney Tune. Just animated. Yeah. 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 Proper like propaganda racist. It's by, I forgot to mention oh, who yeah. the animator is. It's Shame Sven Stoffels. Sven. Sven. So, I always hear this. People always make him the freedom of expression slash free speech argument when they say something racist. And you know what? I agree. Free speech and freedom of expression should be allowed and is right. However, it does not exempt you from the opposite side of freedom of judgment and criticism, which comes with free speech. What they actually want is, let me say what I want without being judged or criticized. That's not free speech. That's... Right, you get freedom of speech, but yeah, you don't get exactly. freedom of consequence. All these people singing freedom of speech as the gospel are kind of only taking half of it. Right, yeah. because he has freedom of speech. He does, because he was able to put that out on Instagram or whatever social media platform it's also on without losing his life. Like, no one is going to execute him for that. And therefore, he does have freedom of speech, but he now has to deal with the consequences, which are a lot of people being upset because it is deeply disturbing. I saw it and I was, I was so amazed that it exists right now in present In, in our life. time, yeah. right? Yeah, that's what I thought. When I saw it, I was like, this can't be made in 2020 surely because it's just so wildly inappropriate and i just couldn't believe that that kind of thing is still going on like obviously racism is still going on but that type of animation reminds me of something that would have been produced like i don't know in the 70s like it's just not and he kind of gives me the air of the kind of guys who say that they have like a dark sense of humor or like they're edgy. And what they really oh, yeah. mean by oh, yeah. that is they're racist and sexist. Yeah, it's not it's not it's not yeah. a dark sense of humor. It's not it's not pushing boundaries in comedy. That's just being lazy and racist. There's an example of that SNL guy who got hired and then fired like before his even his first show because he was racist. An excuse he gave was that he was like, I'm always pushing the boundaries of comedy. It's like Calling someone a chink is not pushing the boundaries of any comedy. Is that what he did? Yeah. That's the thing. That's why I struggle sometimes with comedy because there are some comedians out there who are just racist and they think putting that racism into a joke doesn't make them racist. Mm -hmm. So I've never been... Have you guys ever been to stand-up comedy? Because I haven't because I'm terrified. Oh we, huh? we were supposed to attend and then coronavirus hit. So oh. sad. That would have been our first. <laughs> like, I'm terrified to go because I'm scared of getting called out. Yeah, well, I think Russell Peters put it best that because he's known for making his all his sets are about race, politics, and people mm -hmm. and culture and stuff. But he mm -hmm. puts it best that um, if you've got to joke about a culture that's not yours, you've got to make sure that the people in that culture are laughing before the joke, during the joke, and then after the joke. Mm -hmm. Like, you can't just say it and hope for the best or like 
you know, give him a wink or whatever. It has to be completely good. They have to be in, in, in yeah, the joke. Yeah, they have to be in on it. That's what yeah. makes it a good joke. And that's what makes his stuff, yeah. you know, even his first stuff, the like his dad beating him joke, that's so old now. But when you watch it still, it's still funny. Yeah, because no one, I think what comedians are trying to argue when they receive the criticisms is that, like, why can't I also talk about them? It's like, you can also talk about them without being part of that group of people, but include them in it, yeah. like, have their opinions center in the joke as well. Yeah, I think if you're going to make a joke about it, you have to have done your research and not just be ignorant. Mm-hmm. Because that's the issue when you're ignorant and you make a joke. It's just racist. Um, And also, I don't believe that um, comedians don't have any responsibility on what happens out here in the real social realm. I think it was an argument that two people were having about Kevin Hart and his comedy. Um... Because he has some pretty outrageous stuff, especially in his early work. He made a joke about um, how it's not okay to beat a light-skinned black girl, but it's probably okay to beat a dark-skinned black girl. Jesus Christ. Really? Um, Whoa. Yeah, and and the, the people talking about it were just arguing that comedy is comedy. Like, just take it as comedy. But... Thinking in that simplistic way where we just pigeonhole everything into its separate boxes is gets gets me so triggered because it's such an oversimplistic way to think about life. Everything is holistic, everything touches upon everything and everything is linked and there's a cause and effect about everything that is put out there. And comedy isn't yeah. exempt from that. Yeah, it's literally the thing in school when someone says a joke that's pretty racist and they're like why are you being so sensitive? It's just a joke, man. It's the same, like, well, why do you think I'm being sensitive about it? Because you're not part of the culture. It wasn't, like, including me anyway. It was literally just an attack. Yeah. To get a cheap laugh. Yeah. That is not deserved. Mum also used to say to me when I was a kid um, that every joke is half meant. Yeah. Uh, like, so whenever I would make a joke, she'd say to me, like, you have to be careful with, what you're saying even within that joke because it can offend um so i like i've just always remembered that and so whenever i hear a racist joke i'm like it's not just a joke though is it because like the fact that you're even able to say that means part of you kind of believes it or you think it's funny which in itself is kind of offensive yeah it's it's such a difficult conversation to have with people because the people who make the argument like it's freedom of speech, there's no getting around them. Um, mm-hmm. And I think the person, I mean, I'm going to make a huge guess and, and the person who shared this cartoon with you is the same person I saw it from on Instagram. Um, and I think he did a post after that, just retweeting a response that he got to his video um yeah yeah, and he was like what should i say it's like well you can't really say anything because these people as soon as you respond to them i think they know how ridiculous they're being to some extent so they're not afraid to go even more ridiculous just to have the last word yeah you know what i think is mad as well though so i reported that um animation i know you did too kina and i'm sure 
thousands of others also did but instagram hasn't removed it um so i've got up here in the same article that instagram released like not a statement but as in what came up when people reported it was we've reviewed sven stoffel's video again and found that it doesn't violate our community guidelines and i was like how 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 does it not violate your community guidelines if thousands of people are complaining and are offended by this but yeah they haven't removed it well it was just like um i can see when piers morgan said something about uh, when he just did like Ching Chang Chong yeah, on TV, yeah, he said basically. like Ching Chang Chong on live TV, and everyone reported it in like the online well, Asian Ofcom. community to Ofcom, and Ofcom got back to everyone, basically saying the same thing, like just excusing him. And I guess this is exactly what systemic racism is. Like, if it, yes, we can make huge strides in in our thought processes of what we think is racist. But unless like the systems that be put it in their guidelines and put it in what is allowed to even be put out there, systemic racism is is like the the benchmark of it all. We haven't moved forward until that's fixed. As much as we can shout and complain about anything, if it's in the system, it kind of validates people's reasoning behind it mm-hmm. it's like well if Ofcom can allow Piers Morgan to say Ching Chang Chong why can't I say it yeah and yeah. Instagram didn't take it down which means more people will feel empowered to put that stuff out there yeah exactly because even in the comments of his post there's a lot of people who are like I don't get why this is offensive it's clearly a joke it's like oh there's actually someone who was on there who, who commented something like that and loads of people replied to the comment being like this is a really wrong view on it because the fact that you're thinking this is okay is just allowing the person to think that their thoughts are also okay and um then his excuse or his or her i don't know who this person is said well i'm half asian if i find it okay it's fine oh that's the worst hate asians who do that why what is so and this is why I was like, "What is that?" This doing? is why we're so divided, man. Because people like this. It's just, uh, I think they're just not very educated on, on the effects of of that. It, it, historically, the effects of propaganda. Also, they're half like Asian, so who knows? They could, their parents could be divorced, and they could be living with their white parent. Not really. Uh, yeah, I suppose a lot of personal circumstances really play into it as well. Um. Yeah, it makes it really But it was difficult. really disappointing to see. It makes it really difficult because then they're kind of put a spotlight on and said like uh, they're Asian, well, at least part Asian, and they're okay with it, which means you're just overreacting. Yeah. It's really sad, I don't know. And then there was obviously like um the Omegle video as well. Yeah. That was circulated. Have you seen that, Connor? I've not seen it. So uh an Asian American girl went on Omegle to find some entertainment in these boring times brave um and instead she got a lot of racism from a mix of ages from what i can see in the video there are some teens and there's some older people um and they've the kind of comments that she got were varied from you know ching chang chong that kind of thing um and saying like oh you cause coronavirus yeah asking her like I think, were you the one who ate the bat yeah, yeah. um i think the most problematic one 
And the most terrifying one that I heard on there was a guy said that the US are going to send some nukes to China, Japan and all those other Asian countries and everyone with those eyes will be completely obliterated and everyone of your kind will be gone. And the fact that like, because even when he said um, everyone with those eyes, like he pulled at his eyes um, and then saying people of your kind. I think all the language he was using was just, yeah, I it was so shocking. And you could tell this guy was kind of like being serious when he was saying it. I think it was either on YouTube or on Instagram that he got a comment from a person who said, this was me and this has been taken widely out of context and it was just a joke. <laughs> I was like, dude. Again, using the, that wasn't a again, joke. Using joke like that literally though. was not a joke. It doesn't work because you put thing. it out there. You put the the you put the idea of mass murder out there, uh, and if you didn't mean it as a joke, if if that was, if that was genuine, then that's almost worse. I, I mean, it's no, not funny. Think, a joke is supposed no, to be funny. It's not. The thing about a jo- jokes, right, is you can go as dark as you want as long as you know the other person also understands and gets it. Like, I always got people come up to me and doing Asian jokes and then them being mad that I didn't laugh. But then my friend would do an Asian joke and I would find it hilarious. And they're like, why do you laugh at that? Because we have a connection. We have rapport and we understand each other. So I know he doesn't mean it because I know him because he's my friend. How am I supposed to know you don't mean it? It's definitely not the same coming from someone who basically is a stranger to you saying something. I mean... You call us sensitive. Are you getting kind of sensitive that we didn't laugh at your shitty joke? Yeah, yeah. I, I, the kind of stuff I find really terrifying and, and pretty difficult to talk about um, because it, it feels like the start. Uh, and like, I'm sure that all these genocides that we've seen in, in throughout history, it starts with jokes. Um, it starts with seeing things lightly. And it snowballs into something serious. And and then it's difficult to find the origins of it. So I actually feel really anxious when I see things like that. Yeah, so do I. And I think it kind of reinforces that idea, that which we spoke about um, in our previous episodes, that this virus is just causing more racism towards Asians and people being more open about it um even if it is just through a joke um which is what is really troubling yeah well that's a very dark note to leave it um i i hope that like (laughs) we can get good news as this progresses it's difficult because what we're trying to establish is a long-running conversation that doesn't have an end it doesn't have an answer and it's it's argued about in circles through loads of different platforms, loads of different groups. And I, I think it'd be impossible for us to decide on it now. It'd be really interesting, I think, if we had brought someone on who did buy into the freedom of speech argument. Um, yeah. Well, like, complete, as in, like, I should be able to say anything without consequence? Yeah. Because I... F- 
I don't know about you guys. I suspect you guys are the same. I find it really difficult to wrap my head around the argument. And I don't agree with the argument at all. Well, I can't even see half into the argument. I feel like because that argument kind Me of too, defeats to, to itself. Because mm. if you fully believe in freedom of speech, speech, speech. and expression <laughs> that you shouldn't have consequence, then you're just limiting other people's freedom of speech. So I feel like if you're able to say what you want to say, expect that you will get criticised. Whether what you say, everyone gets criticised. Mm-hmm. And those people are equally using their own freedom of speech to criticise you. So you can't get angry or offended or upset that people don't agree with you. Um, but me personally, I just think like, I think freedom of speech is, is important and you should be able to execute it. But I don't think... I think you have to be just open to criticism. receiving the consequences of that, yeah. whether it's criticism yeah. or maybe some people want to stop talking to you because of those views. You got to just jail. take that. Yeah. Or jail. Or jail. <laughs> you know, hate crime's a thing. <laughs> and if the, if you said your piece and the consequence of that, as you know, is is a fine or jail time, then that's on you. But you know what happens when you have too much freedom of speech? You get Nazis. Yeah. I mean... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's... I think... It's just very difficult. As soon as someone mentions the freedom of speech argument in a conversation, it shuts down the entire conversation. It's a way of, like, shutting up everyone. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is which is funny because that's is funny. what freedom of speech is not exactly supposed to do. freedom of speech in itself is used as a tool to stop freedom of speech. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow, what a world! But anyway, time for our patented, non-patented, amazing segment. All right, it's time for our segment. This is Asian. It's our segment where one of us has two minutes to give a report related to our subject today. The others can comment and grade the report an A star or an A, which is also known as an Asian F. Asian All right. F. By the way, I just want to note before anyone calls me out. Yes, I got this name from Glee. What, Asian F? Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. What episode? There's an episode uh... centered around Mike Chang. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember I don't that. Remember. All right, Jim, I'm going to time you and I'm going to hold the um okay. the timer up to the camera so you can see. Shout out Harry Shum Jr. Okay. Cuz he definitely is. I'm scared. Are you sweating, Jim? Not yet, but I will be. All right, are you ready? <laughs> yes, I am. 3 2 1. So today I am doing my report on the freedom of speech and I'm using um Amnesty International UK. So what is a freedom of speech? So freedom of speech, you know, is the right to say whatever you like. But it's not actually that. <sighs> it What's is this? like by, I think I'm going to say by law. This is in quotation marks on their website. Freedom of speech is the right to seek, receive and impart information and ideas of all kinds by any means. So... Um, the freedom of speech and the right to freedom of expression applies to the ideas of all kinds, including those that may be deeply offensive. But it does come with responsibilities and we believe it can be allegedly restricted. 
Yeah. So um, when can this be restricted? So um, in certain circumstances, free speech and freedom of expression can be restricted as... Um, Governments have an. I'm just reading this off a website, by the way. So, <laughs> governments have an obligation to prohibit hate speech and incitement. So, in that way, obviously, say for example, um, the, the yeah, uh, whenever anyone is like saying any racism to you in the street, you can report that, um, and that is considered as hate speech, and your freedom of speech, I guess, is halted. Um, also, people imposing the restrictions, whether they're governments, employers, or anyone else, must be able to demonstrate the need for them, and they must be proportionate. So you can't just um, be like all of this has China to be, or something. Yeah. All of this has to be backed up by safeguards to stop the abuse of these restrictions and incorporate a proper appeals process. So... When can it not? Restrictions that do not comply with all these conditions violate freedom of expression. We consider... <laughs> that was an awful report. There was a whole lot of information on this page. And I didn't know what to pick out. That was actually kind of but useful. But read it, because actually though. this website is very useful. Yeah, I think um, so. Because I'm look, like scrolling down the page, it goes over checks and balances where it talks about specific so any restriction should be specific as possible it would be wrong to ban an entire website because of a problem with one page um there's also national security and public order there's a These lot terms of different must be precisely like, defined in law for free yeah, speech. morals but that's a subjective area and any restrictions mustn't be based on a single tradition or religion and must not discriminate against anyone living in a particular country but anyway there's loads more um, it is a very interesting website and I would suggest to read it because so maybe, my report was pretty shit. So maybe people should just um, pull out that website <laughs> yeah, whenever exactly. anyone... Whenever someone pulls up the freedom of speech argument, they should just be directed to that link. <laughs> oh, yeah. Should I just like reply to every racist comment on, on those posts the link. and be like, by the way... I mean, that's what that one guy did on Twitter when every year International Women's Day, you get, you get annoying men say... When Where's international international Why is there no International Men's Day? There's one guy who spent the whole day just replying to them with the date of International Men's Day. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a lot of effort, I feel like, but yeah. it was quite funny. But, um, all right, do you want to grade Gem on her report? Oh. Um, <laughs> let's be honest. They teach us in school not to copy and paste from Wikipedia. That's basically what Gem <laughs> just did. So for that, Gem, you're getting... You're getting an A. I would second that thought and give Gem an A. <laughs> I mean, also you didn't even you finish. You shouldn't really get an A for like yeah. plagiarism. You should get. You probably get like a U for. I would probably get a U. Yeah. Wow. So really, we're being really Massive generous. Massive fail. <laughs> yeah. Look on a bright side of life in that case, I guess. This isn't even an Asian F. This is a grade that will get you kicked out of the house. Yeah, yeah. get you deported. <laughs> what does you stand for in the Asian grading system? Um, you are not my daughter slash son. Not un- <laughs> what is the... What is it? It's like a, a is average, B is bad, C is crap. Crap. Yeah, sure. Oh, I didn't know that C there's levels. D is dead. E is... I don't know. But cool. All right. Well, thanks for listening to our freedom of speech episode. Jem, where can they find us? You're free to listen to it every Wednesday. (laughs) 
on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and most other podcasting sites. Um, you can also find us on Instagram at Rice is Rice Pod, on Twitter at Rice is Rice underscore pod, and on YouTube, Rice is Rice. Perfect. Yeah. Thank and you. Feel free to follow us everywhere and feel free to like, <laughs> comment, and subscribe. And feel free <laughs> and to follow us. Feel free to give us some feedback. Yeah, review um, us. Actually, yeah, rate us on Apple great. Podcasts because that'd be great. Because I don't think we have yeah. any. Yeah. It's just doing that because easy. And feel free to message us if you have any other ideas of yeah, not podcast me, I'm not topics. Really, don't message me, please. I can't be asked. Um, message the Rice's Rice account on Instagram or our personal ones if you know them. Um, not Connor though, because he said he won't reply. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Don't forget to get some rice in your life.